Hello, listeners. Welcome to Determined to Dream, the dyslexia awareness podcast brought to you by me, Christy Huff. I was diagnosed with dyslexia at seven years old, and in my limited edition podcast series, I hope to bring a little bit more knowledge and awareness to learning disabilities. In these next seven episodes, you will hear from people with dyslexia as well as experts on dyslexia. For more information about dyslexia, go to dyslexiafoundation.org. My goal with this podcast is to end the stigma of special ed and learning disabilities. I hope that you enjoy this new episode. I'm so excited um, for my very first episode of Determined to Dream, the Dyslexia Awareness Podcast. Um, My first episode was actually the very first episode that I recorded. Um, It's with my aunt, Tara. She was diagnosed with dyslexia a little later on in life. And we just kind of talk about her story and her journey going through school, uh, pre-diagnosis as well as post-diagnosis. And, um, you know, we talk about the emotional struggle as well as the educational struggle with having dyslexia. Um, And that is kind of my biggest point that I want to make with this whole podcast is, you know, dyslexia is so much more than just, you know, an educational disability. Um, It it affects your emotions as well. And it it is neurological, so it, it does never go away, although you can you know, create different tools to um, get through having dyslexia and to kind of learn. But um, yeah, I'm really excited for today's episode. Um, I hope that you guys enjoy the very first of seven episodes of my new podcast, Determined to Dream. Hey. Well, hello. This is my first episode of um right now I don't know what I'm calling this podcast but maybe the future me does know and I've already announced what it is (laughs) but (laughs) I am here today I'm so excited I uh, am here with my aunt my aunt Tara um thank you so much for joining me in my dyslexia podcast my limited podcast how (laughs) yeah great to be here (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm really excited to have you, and um, we today we are going to be, I'm going to be interviewing you just kind of about your journey with dyslexia, your diagnosis, because um, I know that your journey with dyslexia and my journey with dyslexia differ just because we were diagnosed in very different stages of life and different ages, so um, it'll be, it'll be interesting and cool for me to kind of hear from you and I know I know we've talked about this in the past but to kind of hear from you what you went through um and you know to kind of see our differences and how and how dyslexia has affected us um so I'm really excited to be interviewing you for everybody who's listening this is my aunt she is my dad's brother I mean sister see already 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 dyslexia is being is being shown but she gender problem here yes (laughs) she is my dad's sister and um she has dyslexia and um I already know but I want to talk to you a little bit um what how old were you and what stage of life were you diagnosed and what was your um journey um with school uh before your diagnosis and after your diagnosis Okay, well, so I'm excited to be here. 
thanks for asking me to yes. do this. This is kind of fun. I've never really talked about it, so it's kind of cool. Um, so I was actually diagnosed with dyslexia when I was 26, and it was because of you and your journey that got your brother, my brother, your dad. <laughs> uh, we're having like we're, we're having, having issues. issues. <laughs> we don't know who the common person here is. Okay, my brother, your dad, is kind of like started seeing a correlation between you at that age and me at that age because he's so much older than I am. Mm-hmm. And so yes, because I was similarities. I was diagnosed when I was seven. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And so he started kind of, and he called me one day and just knew, I mean, I struggled with school for so many years, and he called me one day and said, Tara, you know, like, we're noticing these issues that Christy's having in school, and her her teachers, you know, kind of commented that we think she has dyslexia, and I started connecting things she was going through with things that you've gone through, and I'm wondering if maybe you could have dyslexia. And my first reaction was... Um, I don't think so. My letters don't turn upside down because that was mm-hmm. what I understood about dyslexia. And then mm-hmm. as we were talking, I kind of clicked. I'm like, well, how do I actually know if letters are turned upside down? Because if that's normal for me, what no, what's normal for me may not be normal. But mm-hmm. the way I see letters, and, and at that time, that's all I really knew about dyslexia is letters move around. And I didn't really know what it meant. So I'm like, well, maybe. I don't know. So, but as we were talking about it in that conversation, I just, I remember feeling maybe a moment of hope, mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, maybe there is something going on because like for, you know, I'd been in college for at that point for 10 years. Wow. Mm-hmm. And before that, um, I, I have so many memories of kindergarten through 12th grade of something was not quite right. Like, I would do assignments different than other kids would. And I remember, like, what is going on? Well, I mean, I have mm-hmm. memories of kindergarten in a snowman project that I couldn't make. I remember yeah. first grade, a dot-to-dot project that I couldn't figure out. And, you know, I mean, and I just have tons of memories in high school, you know, wanting to be in AP class, going the first day, going home, reading a chapter, going back to class the next day, having a lecture about it. And I had no idea what they were talking about, even though I read the chapter. And I remember looking at the kid behind me saying, what chapter are we supposed to read? He's like, chapter one. I'm like, well, that's what I read. And I looked at mm-hmm. his book and I'm like, well, I don't have that page in my book. And I didn't mm-hmm. see it. And I'm looking through the book and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's here. But I never noticed it. So I totally, crazy. yes, yes. And so those experiences, like, I just remember thinking like, what is wrong with me? And I went through math 10 times and college English 11 times. And I was mm-hmm. like, and my whole attitude was, what is wrong with me? But I was so driven and so determined to to pass that I didn't care how many times I took it. But anyway, but and I did feel like an idiot. I felt like the village idiot, especially in my mm-hmm. family where we have a doctor and a lawyer and a you know mm-hmm. a master's in business and mm-hmm. you know and and then there's me can't even graduate can't even complete like introduction to algebra you know mm-hmm. so I did feel like the village idiot and. So when you're talking, I just have this moment of just hope, like, oh my gosh, maybe it's not because I, there's something wrong with it. Like, maybe it's not me. I'm not an idiot, but there is really something wrong. Mm-hmm. And so within like two weeks, he flew me out to Arizona and he took me to, like, I went to this 
location. I didn't remember her name, but she tested me, and sure enough, was like, yeah, she's classic dyslexic. She doesn't remember what she read. She doesn't remember this. She doesn't remember that. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So it was kind of like a – it was a a big wow moment. Yeah. Yeah. Big awful moment. I mean, I was I was young, but I I do remember because I I think I remember who um, actually diagnosed you because I was taking um, I I didn't my mom kind of started noticing because um, you know I have same same with you we come from similar families we come from the same family but our our you know um, immediate families our siblings are very very um, you know intelligent and excel academically and um my mom could tell you know because when I was seven that I couldn't read so I I started going to um Miss Sandy which was my reading tutor and I think I I remember this because I remember you were in town and you went um and met with my tutor or my reading teacher Miss Sandy so I think I think that's who you uh who you you were diagnosed by which is that's cool which is which is kind of cool and crazy but yeah. um man that's I I can totally um relate and like I feel you like that is exactly how I feel like like when you were talking about like not being able to like when they're like oh you didn't read that it's on page this and I'm like wait I can't find this page like right. I I, I don't I can't see that picture that's yes not in my book. yes I do not know what you're talking about and especially yeah. like um under pressure like I remember I eventually got and I want to talk to you about this too because I think our journeys in school were different because I since I was diagnosed at such a young age at seven all through you know junior high and high school I got accommodations because I had an IEP and I was able to get longer times on tests I was able to have somebody um read to me on tests occasionally um and I just remember when I didn't have that before I would go because, you know, you know how how it is. It's like it it kind of is a big kind of, you know, blow in the gut when you even even having those accommodations. I'm like, oh, great. I look stupid because I'm leaving to go to another classroom to take a test when all of my classmates are staying in the class to take the test, you know, and I'm like wondering, like, where are they going? But I remember so sometimes I would want to stay in the class, even though it was going to be harder. And I remember like whenever there was that timed pressure of like a timed test yeah, that like just the, the pressure of the timed and not having time, like enough time to do it, even that would like make it so, Oh, I don't, I can't read this. Wait, what? I like, well, where is you're this? So worried about what's happening that mm-hmm. you're like, I can't even focus on what's being, what, what I'm reading. No, I can't even, no. Can't focus. And not only can you not focus, you can't, process what you're reading and how it all works together yeah so that I mean I I can't even imagine going through school you know with the accommod the, the correct accommodations um you know I can't even imagine how um how you did that like that to me is like crazy like cr- like that's awesome that you were able to get through that but I'm also like so sorry that like you had to go through that without those accommodations because I think what I what I really want to try to um let people know um in this podcast in letting them know about dyslexia is that we uh with the correct accommodations and time and all that stuff um we can we we can do well in school like we we can succeed we just need that extra maybe attention and time and um yeah yeah accommodations um so 
so how for you, um, when you were going through school, um, so you had to go through math like 10 times or something. That was in college. Yeah. Okay. In college. And like before that though, um, so when I was before college, like in high school, um, there wasn't, they didn't really, it's not, it's not that I'm not old, but they just <laughs> didn't do a lot of, like, they didn't have IEPs back then. Mm-hmm. They, didn't, they didn't really discuss learning disabilities. Okay. And so, so I, I think I have one teacher that maybe, like, I have one teacher that actually acknowledged that I had potential, mm-hmm. and it was for an anatomy class, and he pulled me, like, during class one day, Everyone else is in the classroom studying, and he said, Tara, come here. So he took me in his office, and he just went through all the bones of the skeleton, and he just named them for me. Mm-hmm. And he told me, okay, now I won't repeat them. So I repeat, and it was a whole class grade. Everyone else is in, I mean, there's probably like a class of maybe 12 of us, 13, but he just took me in his office the whole class grade, and I was able by the end of the class to name all the bones. I can't now because I was like some odd years ago. But, <laughs> yes, yes. But I remember like just feeling so just accomplished like oh my gosh Mm -hmm. I actually I I learned this I learned all the bones on the body I couldn't do that before Mm -hmm. today but I learned him in an hour and he was just and so I think he saw potential in me but but I just they didn't none of the teeth none of my teachers up to that point I think they just thought I wasn't applying myself like I was just lazy and it didn't matter how hard I tried and then Mm -hmm. in high school my mom is a teacher there my mother was and so and I had lost my father as a freshman mm-hmm. right before my freshman year. And so I think a lot of my instructors gave me a pass because they blamed it on that. Yeah. I was going through trauma because I was young when I lost my father and didn't connect it to maybe there's a disability there. Instead, mm-hmm. it was, oh, she's traumatized by the death of her father mm-hmm. and her life has been turned up, which was true. But that was there's something more. Yeah. Because I that wasn't what was stopping me. What was stopping me is I wasn't able to, to read. I wasn't, I mean, I, I, I couldn't process what I was reading. So you can't learn. If you can't read, you can't yes. learn. Yes. So, and you can listen all you want to lectures, but if they're saying in this page, you just keep getting more and more lost. Cause mm-hmm. you're like, I read that, but I have no idea what we're talking about. So mm-hmm. if your lectures are based off of what we talked about, what we read about, I can't, and I can't even engage in this lecture at all. Yes. Well, and, 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 and yeah. Well, that's a good point. Like, I think a lot of people think dyslexia is like, oh, when you read something, the letters are upside down. Um, I couldn't I couldn't tell you if that was true just because I don't know what reading looks like for people who don't have dyslexia. But what I know is exactly what you're saying. Um, I read something and I forget almost immediately what I just read. And 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 that's the thing um, that that I think like even teachers like some teachers were really understanding of even knowing that I have dyslexia. But even if you if you don't even understand what dyslexia really is, I think it was it was even hard for teachers to like not just think I'm lazy or didn't read it or something like that. And I know for people like you and I like or and everybody, I mean, being um, thought of as lazy is almost like for me, like the worst thing that anybody could ever think of me. Um, because like you and I, like we put so much work and so much dedication, um, into, you know, our studies, a, because we have to, because if we don't study that extra two or three hours or 
on on something we won't do even a you know we won't even get a c on a test you know right. like i i remember in school when i would study for like hours and hours and hours type up my notes do go above and beyond all of these things um i would i would still you know barely pass a test while as other kids would study half the time and ace it um and you know I think that that is you know that's one thing that's like really hard and and for you to not even know that the reason why you were struggling in school was because of a learning disability or because of you know because of dyslexia how did um maybe how you did in school and things like that uh how how did that like affect your self-esteem I felt like I was an idiot, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. I And I remember looking around, and I, and I would look at kids in my class that I thought maybe weren't, like, did have a lower IQ, or, I mean, mm-hmm. you don't, I don't know how else to say it, but that, but how is it they're doing better than I am? I'm, I, I mean, I use the word, use the term dumb, we'll, we'll say that for now, okay? Yeah. Am I really dumber than everybody else in this classroom? Am I really the dumbest one in this class? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't feel like I was. I, I mean, you know, and so, yeah, it, it, it did affect, I didn't want to go to school. Mm-hmm. I felt so beaten down. And I, and, and I think that's what, when I got into college, why I kept reapplying myself. Cause I remember thinking if all these kids, thousands of kids can pass this class, then why can't I? Mm-hmm. What is wrong with me that I can't pass it? And I'm going to, dang it, I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to pass it. Little did I realize it wasn't that I didn't, it wasn't that I wasn't understanding it. It was that the tests I could not take, because the tests are all like comprehension, right? Like you have to read a question, then you have to come up with an answer. Well, if you can't, and, and part of dyslexia, which I don't think anyone, like a lot of people may not understand is that your words get pushed together. I mean, the simple mm-hmm. word of and, just the word and changes the whole meaning oh, of yes. the sentence. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you don't notice that. You're like, oh, this is this and that. Yes. And, yes. Oh, my gosh. Or the question of which one of these does not, which one of these are yes. not true. You're like, wait, what? Yes. Do you, wait, so then I you are answering means. a question that you, that you think that you're answering a question, but you're not even answering it the way, what they're asking. You know, yeah. yeah, and so that, and I think that's, you know, and I, I think that's what the problem with dyslexia is. It's not that you can't read. You yes. can. You can read yes. words. You have no problem reading words. You can read words. You can sound out words. You just can't process it. You yes. can't. There's no connection between the phrases and what it means to you. And so when you're taking multiple choice question or tests and you have a question and four answers and you're like, I have to pick the right one. Well, I don't even know what the question's asking, yet alone what answer's right. And so, mm-hmm. you know, and somehow you're able to find some connection between all the answers and the question because you don't even understand what any of it's saying. Yeah. You know, and and so I I just I just remember thinking like, why? How can I be so like so dumb? I guess I, yeah. I don't know what else to say. No, that's that how you the feel. Things I felt. Yeah. How can I be so dumb that? thousands and thousands and thousands of students can pass introduction to algebra and I can't. Yeah. Or how can all these students pass English and I can't? But I will tell you that once I got it, I could teach it to anyone. 
because mm-hmm. it clicked. And once, I, and it wasn't that I didn't understand it. It's that I just could not figure out how to take the test. Yes. Yeah. And so that was probably the most discouraging thing was knowing it. But then I take a test and you can't process. You can't show that I actually know what I'm doing, but I my tests aren't showing but that. But it's not so. showing it. Yeah. Well, so one yeah, was, one thing that you mentioned, it's like you know um, where where I think that what dyslexia has kind of taught me, um, you know, yes, you know, we've had to like study more, like longer periods of time, um, maybe take a class over and over again, take a test over and over again before we finally pass it. One thing that I think that uh, dyslexia has taught me in my life is resilience and to kind of keep at certain things. Do you think that that has helped you? Because because we already know, I already know what it feels like to fail a test right. or, or to right. fail. I already know what it what it feels like to, to work so hard for something and to think that I know it and be confident and just fail, just flat out fail. So I feel like, you know, one one positive that dyslexia has taught me is I know what it feels like to fail. Um, I, 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 I get that all the time, but I keep on going and working and, you know, right. pushing through things afterwards, which I think that's very, you know, if, if there's one good thing that dyslexia has given me, I think it's that. Uh, in what other areas in life, aside from, you know, like, school because we know we know that that has influenced you in school where has resilience or like maybe like you failed at something where you where you, it just doesn't phase you because you're like oh that's fine I'll just keep on doing it like I I, I get I, I know how it works like I take tests I study I fail until I can t- do it again and I pass okay like that doesn't phase me is there like other avenues in life that you feel that that has kind of you you've been able to attribute that you know, part. So the strength I've learned from being dyslexic. Yeah. From the failures. Yes. So, um, yeah, like, I mean, I, so, I mean, I guess an outlet, I guess, is that kind of what you're like? Wanting yeah. To, like, yeah. Like an, like an outlet. Um, and then just like life in general, like, you know, cause I, I think, I think that we're, we're used to not having things be perfect or go the way that we want it to, which I know nobody is, but like, we know what it's like to like, put all that work into something and still not get it you know right so I think with me like I think it's just made me like I think it's just made me stronger like because you know Mm -hmm. there's I mean there's a lot of things that haven't gone the way I've that I've wanted to go there's a lot of door slam shut there's a lot of things that have have not gone the way I would perceive my life to be but and so but because of all the struggles from I think it's just being resilient mm-hmm. that, you know, when, okay, this happened. Okay. You don't get to accomplish this. This is okay. All right. Move on. And, yeah. And it's not that it doesn't hurt because it, it's, you know, like it does hurt because you work so hard for something, but you bounce back and say, okay, another, like, I guess I got to figure out what else to do now. Got to try something new. That didn't work. Okay. Let's try something new. This mm-hmm. didn't work. Let's try something new. And I do think, you know, I will say that the one time that I, do succeed is if I can explain something like Mm -hmm. so so essay exams I like in fact the first essay exam I took in in college it was for a history art class history art to the renaissance was a a title of class and it was a simple question explain this 
that's and it, and it said like explain explain to me how art has changed through the Greek era type thing, mm-hmm. and that's and I could understand the question. It was simple. Mm-hmm. Explain this. And I was able to write this essay, and I got the high on the score. I got everything right because for the first time, I wasn't trying to find the right answer. Yeah. And that gave me so – I'm like, oh, my gosh, I understand. I mm-hmm. do understand. You just need to give me an opportunity to explain what I know. Or, you know, and maybe – you know, and I know that with accommodations, you know, and this is something I think maybe with accommodations, it's not that you need – it's not that you need more time. Mm-hmm. It's not. I, I don't think you need more time. I don't think you need a reader. What you need is you need someone to explain. Explain. Yes. Not yes. read because I can read the yes. question. I can read yes. the words, but the words don't tell. Explain to me what, what it's you saying. want to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Explain, to, and I will tell you. So if you want to make, and and I mean, for me, that's true. With all the years of college that I've been through, if you want to make a true accommodation for someone with dyslexia. They needed to say, explain, tell me what you know about this. Mm-hmm. That's it. And let them fill in the, let them fill it out. Let them tell you what they know. Yeah. Don't ask for an answer. Don't look for it because they're not like dyslexic kids or individuals. Yes. can't understand yes. it. And even reading the question and answers doesn't help. No, no. So if you explain the question and explain the answers, then I can tell you the answer. But if yes. you're just going to read to me off the test, that's no better than Read off the test it. and then read the words. Yeah, because it's the way that they are um, – yeah. the way that it's asking that doesn't make sense. Yes. No, so, that – yeah. No, I'll, I'll agree with that like 100%. I remember even like with multiple choice tests, I would still even get those wrong because, yeah, because it's like, oh – Sometimes I would even, like, accidentally circle A when I was, like, wanting to circle C because I was, like, oh, I'll, I'll come back to that. And then I was, like, oh, wait, no. I Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's. And then you go back to, like, I didn't ever remember that question in the first Exactly. Place. Like, that answer. What? I don't remember asking that. What I know. That? And you're so focused. You're, like, wait. What? Yeah. Like, yes. But I think overall I've just learned to be a lot more resilient. Mm-hmm. Like, and I just kind of, like, okay, that didn't work out the way we thought yes. it would. Yeah. Maybe. No, that's true. It doesn't. The failures don't define you as much uh, because it's just like, oh, okay, that's one little setback that might some, maybe for some people it seems like a big setback, but you know, it's just like, well, oh, well, like, yeah, I did do that work and that's what happened. Well, I'll move on. What can I do with this knowledge? What can I do with this? Okay. So, you know, like, I mean, take that skill you've learned and apply it to something else and see if something else will work and work out in your favor. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I just... I think, yeah, I think I've just become a lot more resilient from it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know, like, you kind of mentioned, like, outlets. Do you think that you were drawn to um, anything kind of, like, outside of school or any other um, passions that you were drawn to, um, like, because of your struggles in school that you, like, yeah. felt happier and gave you confidence? Because I think what people, too, like – not only are you struggling in school, but it, yeah, it's, it's a big confidence, you know, mm-hmm. blow when, you know, when you, you're embarrassed. You're embarrassed. Yes. You're like, oh, you're, like you, yeah. You, you, you got the low in the score. You're the low of the class. And you're like, I don't even want to sit at this table. Everyone's going to be talking about it. You're like, yeah, I'm like the low. Oh yeah, yes. You yes. Embarrassed you're it. very yeah. embarrassed. Very like, and then you're like, I'm like, Oh, people are going to think this of me. And then I don't even want to tell them like, oh, well, I have a learning disability because I'm embarrassed about that. And right. I think I'm also more afraid that people won't even understand, won't even get 
like oh so like you like words turn around like oh well you know what I mean but I'm like no you don't even understand um what dyslexia is or what what like the struggles that I am having you know um but um yeah what what do you think like or if any like were, were you drawn to any any outlets you know outside of you know, academia, that kind of brought you confidence. So, yeah, I I took to the piano Mm -hmm. and to music. Like, I mean, so there's like, you know, in the Huff family, which, you know, there's a lot of music in the Huff family. Mm -hmm. You're one of the rising stars of our family, which we're so (laughs) proud of. (laughs) So, but, you know, I I took to the piano and I played (laughs) – I played the bassoon. It's like wow. a pretty, no, like, hey, it's a pretty okay. It's an awesome <laughs> instrument. Okay, like I, you know, like it's kind of the instrument people joke about. Oh, the bassoon. Well, I was a bassoon player, okay? <laughs> and I'm proud of it. Okay, and, and yeah, I really took to the piano. I spent hours, like 12, 12 hours a day, playing the piano, like like anywhere from eight to twelve hours. In fact, some of my like I had two classes a day in in high school that were devoted to just like just band or orchestra and you know, independent study on piano, and I just, because that was one thing that it, the dis, the disability, which I didn't realize at the time was a disability, but it didn't stop me there, it, yeah. I, it didn't affect me, it, I was, you know, I, I may not have understood all the Latin phrases on the page, yeah, but so much of, of music is feel, and mm-hmm. so, and that was something I could, that's something I, I could shine at, is I could feel what the music was trying to say, I could, I could express it, and so, I really spent a lot of time in, in just perfecting my talent, mm-hmm. and, you know, and so that was where I definitely shined, yeah. Yeah, that's great. So was, do, do you yeah. think, um, do you know, I actually don't even know this, do you know how to read music, or do you, yeah, do you read music? Yeah. Oh, yeah. did that affect did dyslexia affect that for you at all no that's no. good that's really awesome no. no in fact like I mean I I, I competed in in competent in tournaments and you know I mean I I was a rising concert pianist star I can play any like I got to a point where I mean I had some damage to my arms which was one of those setbacks you're like okay that concert pianist thing is kind of out of reach now but, yeah so it was a it was a big blow but you know, but now I, I have like a piano studio and, but no, I, you know, I can pretty much play anything you put in front of me. Like, I mean, it, I really just exceed, I, I just, I really, that was where I was the best. Mm-hmm. You know, there were mm-hmm. in our high school of, I don't know, my graduating class, I, I don't even know how many there were, but I was one of the top two piano players because that was where I, that was where I could shine. No one could stop me there. No one could beat me at that. Yeah. And I made sure to be the best because that was something I could do. So I pushed myself to be the best. And and what's interesting is that you are probably working just as hard at piano than at school, but because you're so used to like having to go that, that extra mile no matter what that like you know your success in piano and everything like that it 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 came easier and you didn't have that struggle that like you're just like yeah this is this is me this is you know like yeah like which is interesting and I know um I'm curious to hear your I guess opinion because I guess we don't really know like you know uh like I like I've heard like people say like oh people who have like learning disabilities or dyslexia like they have different gifts in other um you know, in other aspects of their life. Do you think that it's a gift so much as just that's like 
that's our outlet. So that's what we become good at because that's the only place that we, you know, is it a natural talent or more of just this is where I'm happy and don't have these struggles there. So I end up becoming good at it, you know? Right. I think what I, I think for me, what, what I see is um, you because you struggle so much learning, like reading that your you become more your other senses become more heightened like mm-hmm. you're like watching you're going to pay more attention to what's happening in front of you you're going to pay more attention to observing because you know you're not going to learn this from reading right yeah. so yeah so i think that those other those those other learning senses they're heightened more so hands on you're going to really experience you're going to really feel with your hands what this feels like you're going to you know textures and and you're going to be aware of what's happening around you you're going to like you're so much aware of of what they're saying of the lecture like you're hearing things and you're listening to what everyone's saying because you know that this is the only way I'm going to like learn this information yeah and yeah. so i think in that regard like those senses like that's maybe developed a little bit more mhm Mm-hmm. Um, as, but I, and yeah, I do, I do think that you also, but I think everyone has gifts. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's just that because you know, you're going to struggle here, you're really going to excel here because you're putting your time into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And no one's going to tell you you can't do it because you're not failing at it, you know? And, yeah. And so you're like, I'm not failing at this. So I'm going to keep going. And, and one little setback Okay, now this is what it feels like when an A student maybe misses three questions. Yeah, okay, yes. I had a little setback. I didn't get the right note. I hit the with the wrong finger. I missed the note. So this is what this is what you feel like when you <laughs> get a hundred percent on a test. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Okay. Yeah. You know, but and so I, I think it's just that maybe you're just able to, or you just really focus on those gifts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that's where you can excel. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and I, I, and I do think that individuals with dyslexia, I think they have a gift to see things differently. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're yeah. like, you're not going to read things that you're not going to see it the way most people do, but you see things, you, it, it's in a unique way of seeing it because you're yeah. hearing so many different perspectives. So you kind of draw to your own conclusions and you're like, maybe this one is totally off. Okay. That one's off, but at least you're seeing things a little bit differently and it kind of brings a different angle. Yeah. That maybe someone else, cause you do have to learn it differently. Mm-hmm. You do have to learn differently. So you're not learning exactly like everyone else is from the book mm-hmm. reading it the way. It, so you're, so I, I do think you bring a unique perspective to situations that, well, yeah, I mean, even the facts, like, like you were saying, like, you know, like questions, like, um, you know, a question written, sometimes I interpret it, oh, they're asking this, when everybody, yeah. el- everybody else is like, no, they're asking this, and I'm like, oh, well, I thought they were asking this, it's like, it, they were asking it's else. a so very that's different every answer could actually relate to the question, you're like, well, in this perspective, in yes. this yes. paradigm, this answer works, you're like, that's not what we asked, but no, it is. And but it's just, I, mean, I actually yeah. challenged the teacher on that. I'm like, well, you asked this question. He's like, but I haven't even talked about that yet. And I, so the answer I chose was more, more right, but it wasn't right on the test. Yes. He and he's like, we haven't even talked about that. I'm like, well, yeah, but it's still true. He's like, well, I, yeah, you're right. It's true. I'll give you that one. I'm but like, it's not what we were so, asking. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that's where I hope, you know, I mean, you know, even 
from when you were growing up to when I was growing up, you know, like things have changed with school and all that stuff. And I hope that in the future, you know, um, and I think they are, um, I'd like to think that they are, that they are learning how to, um, educate people with dyslexia, you know? Um, and I know that there are like different schools and things like that where, you know, people with dyslexia and like learning disabilities can go and like be taught that way. But I hope that even like in our public school system, because that's the whole point too. That's a whole other layer of it. Yes, we struggle with school, but then also we want to be the same as our older yeah. brother, our older sister, our our best friend we've known since kindergarten. That oh, okay, well now we're we're diagnosed with dyslexia. We want to we want to feel like the same. So that's why we stay. If you do stay in public school and stuff like that, that's why you stay. Is because well, I want to be part of that, you know. So right. I hope that. Um, uh, you know, people in the public school system and just, you know, in general um, will kind of see that and like are able to kind of cater to how dyslex- dys- dyslexics can learn, you know, or and any people with all types of learning disabilities, which I, I think things are kind of changing because I know everybody kind of everybody learns in different ways, you know. Right, right, right. right. Um, but yeah, it's 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 hard when you when you are like. I don't know, living in like a black and white world where it's like, okay, this is the answer and that's it because that's what I was asking. So that's how it's going to be, you know? So, um, so it's interesting. I think that, you know, like, yeah, like people like you and I, we struggle more in those, in that area of like a black and white type of way of learning, you know, which I think too, like is why, like, you know, like why we're creative is because that's how our brains work, you know? So, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's, it's very, it's very interesting. Um, so you got diagnosed when you were 26. Um, has that, like, so after you were diagnosed, and did that change the way, like, you did it in school, do you think, just because you were given certain, maybe, accommodations, or, maybe, or, or did that, um, like, yeah, did those accommodations make a big difference to you, do you think? So it, it's kind of funny. I was thinking about this today, actually, earlier, that when I, when, when I was diagnosed, it gave me an aha moment, like, okay, you're not an idiot. Like, you, you are smarter than you think you are. Like, you're not, you're not the village idiot. You're not the family let down. You're not yeah. the black of the family. Like, you, you, you can accomplish just as much. It's just going to take you different. You're just going to have to do it differently. Um, but what that diagnosis did was... Um, it, I, well, I first thought, like, I mean, okay, this does sound idiotic. I first thought I could take some medication to fix it, and I was thrilled. Uh-huh. Like, oh, my gosh, I know there's something wrong with me. Now I just need to take a pill. We'll fix it. Yeah. So I was disappointed when I discovered that no medication can fix it. Yeah. Because like, I was so excited. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be fixed. Yeah. Okay, that didn't happen, right? Yeah. So then um, it did it, it kind of had a, it kind of had like a double, like it was kind of double-sided. Like in one way I got accommodations, but the accommodation, just the accommodations extended testing time. Someone would, you know, I could have all my textbooks read to me. I could mm-hmm. have the test read to me, but I, I noticed that it didn't really make a difference because it wasn't the reading. It was the comprehension. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I got those, those, those accommodations, but it didn't really change a whole lot for my testing. Mm-hmm. 
because it's still and in college that's thing. what matters right it's not yeah, really the assignments still yeah the yeah exactly and then and but so the positive was I knew that it wasn't that I, I knew it wasn't my fault yeah I knew there was a disability there on the negative side though it made me question myself even more mm-hmm because now I knew when I was reading, like, wait, did I read that right? Are the words there? Did something disappear? Yeah. So it made me more self-conscious about what I was reading, what I was learning, what I was understanding. And mm-hmm. so I had to really learn about. So I guess, I mean, there was so many, it's so multifaceted. The diagnosis helped me to really pinpoint how do I best learn. Mm-hmm. And what I realized is for me to read, if I read anything that is not straightforward, like if there's, you know, if you're reading a book, a textbook, and all of a sudden it has like this side note and it goes off on a tangent, I cannot read that. I get so confused. I'm like, wait, how does this tangent relate to what I'm reading about? It doesn't, but I try to make a connection, you know, like a conversation, like, oh, let me go off on this tangent and then I'll come back, circle around to what we were talking about. And when you're reading, that does not work for you because you're like, yeah. wait. I'm on this, now I'm clear over here, how does that relate to this? And you get so lost, you get so confused, you're like, I have no idea what I just read, that you're just like, forget it. Yeah. So I'm a very, if I'm going to read something that has to be straightforward, like, there cannot be any side notes. It just has to be straightforward. This is how it is. I'm trying to think of some of the science articles I used to read that there's a, a like, oh, I can't remember his name, but there was a, Anyway, there's some science articles I used to read, and there was a writer I hated because he was always going off on tangents. And my husband was like, yes. well, he's just talking about this. I'm like, what does it have to do with this article? Yes, it yeah. Nothing. It's a tangent. I don't understand. So, yeah, I can, was, yeah, was, I can relate, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm a very straightforward learner, and but it, it just made me question myself even more. I doubted myself even more. Okay. And so... You know, so I, but I did learn that I learn best when I'm in a study group because then mm-hmm. I can ask questions about, okay, this is what I read. Is this accurate? And I did ask a like, I mean, you know, I, I ended up marrying my tutor, I guess you could call it, because <laughs> he understood how I was, like, he understood me enough that, and I would keep asking, I just read this. Is this right? Is this, He's yeah. Like, then other times I'm like, is this right? He's like, no, you totally got that wrong. I'm like, okay, so he explained a lot to me, and because of that, having someone now understanding, realizing I had dyslexia, allowed me to feel more free to ask questions and yeah. not feel stupid about asking questions, because it wasn't that I was asking questions about, I was asking if I'm reading this right, am I understanding this right? Yes, yes. And so with that, and then having the support there to say, this is what, this, this is accurate. You're reading this right way or no, you're not. Let me correct it. Yeah. Then I was able to start succeeding. No, but I, I, yeah, I totally, I totally can get that. Cause like for me, that person for me, like growing up and even now still is my mom. Like I get something. I'm like, so wait, what are they asking me here? You know, like what do I need to do? And then she'll explain to me, okay, so this is what you need to be doing, you know? And then once I know what to do, then I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I can do it. But I just need to understand what are you asking me first? Am I understanding this right? And they're like, yeah, you got it right. Okay, great. And if yes. I don't, where am I, what am I missing here? What, yes. What, what's, what's missing? What ingredients is missing here? Yeah. yeah. And that points, I, I like that, that even points out something. I think like that's changed. Like, like, you know how you learn. Like, you know, it's like once you discover the way that you learn, 
then it's like, yes, like asking questions is such a big help for me. Like when it comes to learning, because I know just to ask questions, just to double check on things. I like, I become very accurate in my understanding of things because I know how my brain works. I know that I'm not going to understand this. So I'm like, I triple check. Okay. So this is what they're asking me. Okay. So then if I say, you know what I mean? Like it, okay. it, it kind of makes you become more precise in things because right. you have to be, you know, and, and more. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's very interesting. Um, it, and before that, though, before I was diagnosed, I didn't have the confidence to ask questions. Yes, yes. Because I was like, because I already felt like I was already like felt like I, I didn't understand. So I'm not going to ask questions because everyone's going to laugh and be like, "What is she talking about? She has no idea what she's even saying." Mm-hmm. Like you know. So yeah, it totally beats at your confidence. But then, but then once. So I mean. Yeah, there were a lot of pros in realizing that, but then there was also, I started doubting myself more, but I never used it as an excuse to say, oh, well, I can't do it. I'm dyslexic. Yeah. Except like, okay, I will make jokes if I read something wrong. I'm like, oh crap, dyslexia. So I will make comments like that. Yes. And some people being like, you can't, I'm like, I can't say that because I actually because I actually am dyslexic. Yes. I can't begin to tell you how many recipes I messed up because I didn't see one oh. specific it's like a teaspoon instead of yeah <laughs> yes and all of a sudden I go back I'm like I didn't see that there the first mm-hmm. 10 times that sentence was not there yeah like how it is so yeah I mean yeah it's kind of yeah so one thing that I want to like kind of I uh, talk to you a little bit about too um you know they say like dyslexia is hereditary and you are my aunt um so I mean I I, I have I actually have up like a little um a little uh, like thing on my computer. So is dyslexia her- hereditary? Dyslexia is regarded as a neurobiological condition that is genetic in origin. This means that individuals can inherit this condition from a parent and it affects the performance of the neurological system. So I, I find that kind of interesting. Um, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm glad that um, kind of that I've had you to be able to talk to like over the years about, you know, my struggles and like, even like hearing you talk like today, it's kind of like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, I, I totally get you. Like, I feel like we totally like, yeah, we understand, we understand, you know, like mm-hmm. each yeah. other, you know, um, but yeah, I just thought that was interesting that, um, I guess, I guess maybe it's more of a debate, but like, is dyslexia hereditary? But, um, but yeah, it, it's kind of interesting that that could be like a, you know, a, a thing that <laughs> it travels yeah. in our family. Yeah. I could, I would probably say, I, I think I could see where it would come from mm-hmm. in our family, but I don't think I'm going to say it out loud because okay. I, I, I'm afraid of like backlash from family members. Yes. And the person mm-hmm. I would say probably had it, um, I don't think they really understand it because they live so many years not realizing yeah. that that the way they perceive things is not how, I mean, I think that was the craziest thing when I realized that the way I read things is not normal. Yes. Like, hey, yeah. You mean people actually can read this one time and they know exactly what's being asked. I don't understand that. Yeah. I, 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 what are you talking about? And I could read something 10 times and be like, what am I reading? And all of a sudden the word and will show up. I'm like, Oh, I didn't see the word. And. Oh, I get it. Now. Like now I get it. Yes. Anyway. So I, and, you know, the conversations I had, I've had with this individual, you know, they've 
make comments about how, oh, yeah, that's how I read. I'm like, oh, well. Okay. <laughs> well, you have dyslexia. It's not normal. This, but, you yes. know, but. But I think it's kind of like, yeah, so. But I think like that's why dyslexia is so it's it's kind of it's it's an invisible it's an it's invisible, you know, and and I think it's you couldn't you couldn't go to somebody and and like ask them if they're just it's it's like it's like is my is the way is the color blue that I see in the sky the same as you. I don't know. I don't know. You know, the way that I read or interpret things. You know, we all interpret things and read things differently, maybe, I assume, but especially, like, the way that, you know, we do, that we interpret and read is way different. You know, it's always a funny question when people ask me, wait, so, like, what happens then, like, when you read? And I'm like, (laughs) I don't know. Like, I don't know what is, what's, what's supposed to happen, you know, like, without, without my brain, you know, so. Right. Well, what does chocolate taste like to you? (laughs) <laughs> yes. Does yes. it taste right or does it taste wrong? Like you don't like the taste of chocolate. Why not? You like sweet chocolate. Like I mean, you can't yes. really. That's like one of those cons. You cannot because you have this is your normal. This is exactly. normal for you, and you're like I don't know what normal. I this is my normal. This is my I, yeah. My normal is I just take a long time to like to read, I and I read, I need to have but... my I I call and text my mom at 25 to be like oh so what are they saying in this email to me. You know, like, but, but then, you know, you just kind of learn, I, I think what you kind of learn when you have a learning disability is like to let go of your pride because it's more important to know, to, to get things done and to move forward and to know the steps that you need to take to understand something. And you just kind of, after a long time, because I think we all go through a time where we, you know, feel embarrassed or stupid or, you know whatever but you eventually learn how to learn and how to cope with it and what you need to do for it and I and I do think you know it's different for for everybody you know I think like you know our brains work um you know like we will have dyslexia but you know I know some dyslexics who um are really good at um like chemistry you know and and I suck at chemistry, you know, uh, and, and, and understanding that kind of stuff. So you know, there's there's I, I think it affects everybody differently as well, right. you know. Um, right. So that's why too, it's even harder to kind of pinpoint in people, you know. Um, to kind of like conclude, I guess a little bit. Um, what? Because you know, I, I know that there are people out there struggling um, to learn to read to interpret and they don't know that they have a learning disability um you know and I you know I I don't know why but like I I was lucky um to have my parents notice that in me at such a young age and to get me tested and to be my advocates I know a lot of people aren't that lucky like I know you did not have that what advice or yeah I guess what advice um would you give to somebody who is struggling and and with dyslexia and they know that they have it or, or don't know that they have it. So going back to what you said, like about like, let me say this first. I'm also very grateful for you (laughs) (laughs) and you being dyslexic, which probably is not good for you to say that. (laughs) Yes. No. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy that you and I, like we went through our journey at the same time. Yeah. And different phases, different phases. Yeah. You know, but I mean, but if it weren't for you, I still don't know if I would ever know that, that I had it. I, I just don't even know if I would have ever finished college, which I did finish college after 20 years. I did graduate. That's awesome. But, yeah. 
And that was something else I learned is that I can't learn multiple subjects at one time. I can do one course because I can put my focus on that. Shifting is, is a pain. Like mm-hmm. doing different subjects doesn't work. One subject I streamlined, like perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am grateful for your brother being like, for your dad, my mm-hmm. brother. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. We keep on saying brother. that. <laughs> I keep saying that. I messed up. But I that he was aware, like observant enough to see the correlations between you and me at that age mm-hmm. and all the struggles I'd gone through that he took an interest and said, Tara, I think that, you know, he, I, I kind of seriously call him my savior that he saved mm-hmm. me. And realizing that I'm, I'm eternally grateful for that because I don't know if I would have accomplished the things I, I have without him mm-hmm. and realizing that and without you going through those struggles. So mm-hmm. as hard as it's been for you, I'm grateful for you and I'm grateful for your dad and your mom because your mom was a big advocate too. Like, you know, you're just your parents were really, they've been really amazing at helping me to learn about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so for people that, what's my advice? If... I guess the number one thing is if you've read a sentence and you have no idea what you just read, go and get tested. Mm -hmm. You probably have dyslexia. If you've read a book or if you're reading something and you just walk away and you don't remember anything you read or you don't remember maybe a third of a book or you just are struggling with, because dyslexia, you you don't know, dyslexic don't know if words are disappearing because words aren't, like words do bounce around. Your eyes do hard brain gets hard reading words do get mashed together but you don't realize that because that's your normal yes it's normal so you don't what you're seeing as normal is not normal but it's your normal so how do you have anything to compare it to yeah but if you're reading something and you just have no idea what you're reading or you're just like you're understanding a little bit but it's not making a lot of sense then i probably like, that's probably the number one clue to look for like mm-hmm. If you're struggling, like, I don't know what I just read, then, and then you, go. and it's not like a one-time thing. Like, a one-time thing is one thing. Yes. But if it's happening all the time, you know, then. All the time, but, and you're studying and studying and studying for something, and you still don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The chances are you probably are very, like, you know, I mean, it's, like, one of the other things I do all the time still is I, I'm really aware of spellings, how things are spelled, because that was something I really struggled with, so I created a game when I was like seven years old of spelling. So I spell all the time. Even now I still do this game. I have rules for it. Mm-hmm. Something in my head. It's a crazy thing. I started when I was really little and I still do it, but I spell all the time. So when I'm driving on the freeway, I see signs and I spell the words, but then someone will say, Oh, did you go buy the new Winko? And I'm like, the what? And like the Winko on the freeway. I'm like, the what? Like Winko. I'm like, Winko. Oh, is that the W-I-N-C-O Oh, point? yeah, yes. They're like, yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know what that's at. But the word has no meaning You can no spell it, yes, okay. But I know the spelling. So if you tell me the spelling or the letters, I can tell you exactly where it's at. But And that's just an example. But mm-hmm. I do that all the time. And Chad will say, my husband will say something. I'm like, oh, is that this? And I'll spell it out. He's like, yes, it's that place. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's down on this location here. And he's like, why? I'm like, I, the word has That's no so meaning. interesting. Yeah. The letters do, I can spell it if you tell, like, I'll spell it for you, but I have no idea The what comprehension of what it is and what it means, Doesn't yeah. Mean anything, but just the letters, the symbols do. So, yeah. I mean, so if you, like, so honestly, like, and if anything, if, like, just don't give up on yourself, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, just 
as hard as things are, there's a lot of dyslexic people that are very successful, mm-hmm. you know, and they're, you know, but if you're just, I, I think my advice is if you notice that you're struggling comprehending, then I'd probably go and get tested. Get tested. And there's probably a disability there that there's yeah. help for. And then you can, you could save yourself from, you know, well, I mean, get well, you can at least get the knowledge that you have in learning disability and possibly get help that you need. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love you so much and I'm so I'm so glad that we could um, you know, talk about, you know, our similarity, one of our similarities which is dyslexia. Um and yeah, it's it's uh it's uh I don't know, it's it's been cool to kind of hear your perspective and like your story because, you know, I think like our we did go through the journey like somewhat like together, but at different stages in life. So it's, it's interesting to see like how, um, you know, how, how you coped and were able to get through it. So, um, and I think, I mean, I, I think it like, and I, I don't think it matters what age you're like, I mean, you yeah. went through a lot of your own trials too. Yes. And for you, you know, maybe the knowledge of knowing you were dyslexic helped, but it didn't, it didn't take away the struggles. It yeah. didn't make it easier for you. You still had it. You still felt like the dumbest one in your class. You yes. still felt like, what is wrong with me that everyone else gets this and I don't? Yeah. You know, so it doesn't take It doesn't that take. Away. Yes. No, for sure. And and it's funny because, I, I mean, I remember I was like, dyslexia, like, nobody like I was I was so I've I've been open up more and talking about it but like I was like nobody can know that I have dyslexia like I'm not gonna make it known to like any of my friends you know only the only people who will know like I guess if they have to are my teachers but I was even like um you know my teachers would would see that I was normal or quote-unquote you know because I would do the assignments you know and like doing the assignments and you know was good but then when it came test time was when I really struggled and I remember I'd always dread something that's when they'll find out that I have dyslexia and I'll become all this big thing you know but right. it's you know it it's I don't know it's it's interesting you know like you know for self-esteem issues just like because we none of us want to be limited in any way you know so and you know it's like when you're limited and you just can't control it it's just it, it's scary sometimes, you know, you're like, ugh, it doesn't matter what I do, but, but no, like, yeah, no, you're right, it's, it's, whoever, you know, if you know you have it, if you don't know, like, no matter what, it's like, it's, it's a struggle, so. <laughs> and honestly, like, it also, like, you know, what I will also say is that your accomplishments mean so much more. Yes. When you succeed at something, yeah. and maybe, you know, maybe a bachelor's degree to one person, like for me, is like the biggest accomplishment. Someone else would be like, "Wow, I I have my PhD." You know, like yeah, okay, good yeah. job. But you know, and but you know, and that. But for me, the journey to get my bachelor's was just as tough yes. as someone else's yes. journey to get their PhD. Mm-hmm. Like it was just as strenuous. It may not be as much of a degree. So, so yeah. Biggest thing: don't compare your accomplishments and say, "Oh, that's all I got," mm-hmm. because. Maybe your journey was just as rigorous yes. as someone else's journey. It doesn't matter what it, the degree level doesn't matter. The the success doesn't matter. Like I mean, that's the yes, that's really great advice. Success, but because you're, what you're going to go through is going to be just as difficult as someone else, you know. And it may be they may have a more prestigious title or whatever, but that doesn't make that their journey was easy. Yes, you know, your journey is any less. Yes, yes, I think is what I'm trying to say. No, I think I think that is absolutely true. 
Um, you know, and, and, you know, even it's like, don't, yeah, just don't compare yourself because I think that is, um, going to be number one, like the number. Oh yes. Yes. You know, like comparing test scores, comparing degrees, comparing, you know, even, um, you know, like what, what you major in, like I was never going to become like my, I come from a family of everybody's in the medical field. My parents are both doctors have so many degrees and I didn't, I didn't go to college, you know, and for a long time. I did compare myself, but then you just learn like, okay, my brain just doesn't work that way. And that's true. And that's the biggest thing that I want to, um, you know, kind of make awareness and let people know is, you know, everybody's brain is different. Um, but you know, dyslexia is a real thing and, um, it's, it's so much more than just numbers jumbling up on a page. Yeah. So it's that's like not even like that's, that, that's not even the that's not that, even that's it like no small I mean if you're if the if I, I mean maybe that's you know I mean I, I will say that I did a research paper on like his name's Gardner on his different ways of learning that the nine different um learning styles and when you know and the biggest style that we have is is reading right mm-hmm. reading and but if they we need to if we as a society can kind of cultivate what everyone's strength is and how they learn, then we can, I think everyone has a fair chance at succeeding or whatever they want to, whatever it is they want to accomplish. Because, mm-hmm. you know, but like for me growing up, our core way of learning was reading and yes, and that didn't work. So, yeah. you know, but so I, I mean, just, yeah, like go back to figuring out your best learning style mm-hmm. and, if anything, like maybe it's a society or is an education system, we need to kind of bring in some of those other learning mm-hmm. styles mm-hmm. to take some of the emphasis off of reading so much. I mean, yeah. not that we reading is important. Yes. Reading, we want to know how to read. But not everybody but, can learn that way. Right. Yeah. So instead of reading for a job, let reading be for fun. You know, yeah. Because I think when you read for enjoyment – it takes that pressure off and the stress off and you're mm-hmm. able to relax a little bit more and you're able to take your time to read. You don't and you're have able to time. understand the information and it doesn't matter if it takes you twice as right. long to finish that book. Like, you, yeah, no, I, 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 I uh, yeah, I can definitely agree. Well, thank you. Well, this, this is all, this has been fun. No, thank you so much. And, um, I will let you know when this, this comes this comes out in the world in hopefully October, which is Dyslexia Month. So if you guys are listening, it's already October, and October is Dyslexia Month. So, <laughs> so we're doing this before October. Before <laughs> this is before October. I don't know what that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought we were in October now. Yes, we are in October. This well, is October right. now. It's yeah, that's what I thought. O C T O B E R. Exactly. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, tune in in next week. (laughs) Love you, Christy. Love you. (laughs) Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to my very first episode of Determined to Dream, the Dyslexia Awareness Podcast. Tune in to the next episode where I interview Dr. Kyle Elder, a child psychologist, and we discuss the emotional toll on dyslexia as well as the diagnosis process and testing process. 
Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I hope to see you at the next episode.